All right, jumping into this podcast. Welcome to Eric Anders Lang Show. This is your host. Host. Uh, host always makes me think of a of a um, of a like a horror film. You know what I mean? Like like the host body that um, you know takes the disease. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? I was thinking. Um, first off, if you're one of the small handful of people outside of my mom and dad, um, thank you for, um, reminding me that I haven't done a podcast in a minute. It's been 16, 17 days, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but the, the few of you that left messages, my mom and dad included, uh, that I hadn't did a podcast in a minute, uh, I appreciate it. You know, I've always been looking for a way to uh, make a little feedback loop. We're going to be uh, having a we're going to have a great call with a company that is building um, apps and websites, and we're going to be really digging in deep into that soon. and And hopefully, there's a way on that platform to create a podcast kind of experience. I, I don't I don't know. I mean i I don't know where you are right now. To be honest with you, I have no idea where you are. You could be the gentleman from uh, from Germany that sent the uh, Rolex pencil um, or the the Rolex T. Uh, uh, it was it was on a piece of paper with some string holding it onto a piece of paper. Anyway, it was a doctor. Um, but uh, but anyway, thank you for the reminder and and really you know the support because you know I do this. It's for us. It's for me and you. I'm not editing it. I'm not going to start over. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to find one little clip that I posted on Instagram and share the audio with you. I'm just going to steal someone's quote. Where is it here? I'm going to go into my Instagram. You got your saved things. All right. We're going to find this. Hang on. It's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I want to talk about on the podcast today. And it's about process over results, process over goals. And I just started therapy. Oh God! Give I'll be right. I'm gonna play this little clip for you, and then we'll talk about all this other stuff. Ready? Hopefully, what you get from tonight is the understanding that um, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. And if you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Um, something greater will. And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. So, wow, did you hear that? Did you get chills when he said something greater will happen? You won't even accomplish your dreams because it's bigger than that. That's Kobe Bryant. And you can just tell that dude is lit. You know what I mean? You could just tell. I'm not a huge basketball fan. I didn't didn't know a lot about uh, Kobe's career. I you know, but seeing that now, it really, you know, what a great legacy to leave behind, and what a great opportunity for us all to learn from a man who is obviously has a lot of knowledge. But you know, the idea that he's saying, okay, so you're gonna go out and you know, you're, you, you don't, 
you don't when you when you when you when the dream is the doing that's where it gets on fire and the problem with a lot of people is me included is that you know we whether or not you enjoy your job that that's that's a one thing right and and honestly if you're out there and you don't enjoy it you know you got to find a way to enjoy it or you got to find something else you know um there's only one life that i'm told of that we get to live and you know i'm a lucky lucky son of a bitch i don't know how my peg fell into the hole that i'm in um a lot of stubbornness and a lot of um you know uh mistakes and a lot of dead ends to be honest with you it's it's like it it probably seems right now like oh eric's life is really easy he fucking doesn't even record a podcast whatever doesn't care you know um nice clothes <laughs> i don't know what you think i actually i found this uh i found this thread once <laughs> I can't remember. I maybe someone sent it to me or I don't know how it came up, but on um, there's this forum that there's like all there's like a year of comments about how much people hate me. And uh you know, it depends. <laughs> it was like, "Whoa, this is a lot a lot of hate going on in here." A lot of What was funny is that I really realized before we get back into process over results, I guess we could talk about what people think of you and how little it matters. Because no matter where we're at in our lives, we care what people think about us. Whether it's one person, ten people, a hundred people, it doesn't matter. You know, we're we're geared towards that, and social media obviously sets us up for that. But you know, I could go back to I can't find the clip. I'm sure, but Gary V has this great clip about how he doesn't. It actually ties into our theme perfectly. But he doesn't, you know, do his work for anybody else. He does it for himself. And while I don't entirely align with that thinking, I mean, I, I do my work because if I did it without anybody, it would be in a vacuum and, and I, I would probably still like the craft of making films, but, but part of the process of making films is to share them. Um, I don't even really enjoy playing golf alone. So maybe I'm not totally in agreement, but what he said is I don't get on a pedestal from a good comment, from a nice comment, from a supportive comment, from a thank you, whatever it is. And I also don't go into, you know, a, a depressive hole when someone leaves a negative comment because I do it for me. I make the content for me. And, and you know, but anyway, this this message board was just filled with uh, a lot of negativity, which I try not to really comment on or give any time to because Gary Vee goes on later on his Instagram to say that, you know, I, I wish I had the quote in front of me. It's so good. Should I try and find it? No, because Gary Vee posts like 70,000 times a day and I can't keep up. But to summarize it, he said, imagine the amount of pain someone must be in to consume your content and then react negatively. Have compassion for whoever is saying, hey, this sucks. I hate this and I disagree. Now, granted, that doesn't happen a lot in, you know, my world. I mean, I'm I'm talking about playing golf. <laughs> I'm talking about having a good time. I'm talking about enjoying your life. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, people out there that don't like it, at least that, you know, are in, in my social media sphere. But, um, you know, 
but I, I read that and I definitely, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm proud to say that after some time has passed in my life of becoming more comfortable with who I am as a person, um, you know, it doesn't phase me as much just cause it's like, I'm just over here, man. I, I'm just doing my thing. Like I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm not really, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like I'm not really too worried about all that. You know, I mean, I know that I, as long as I know that what we're doing is meaningful in a small group, whether it's just the people in the office, Thomas and Emerson and Evan and me and Stuart and David and whoever, you know, what I mean, as long as we're on that level, that's fine. And 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 the the interesting thing was that a lot of the negative messages were more or less misinformed. Like it was like the things that they were saying weren't even accurate. And so there it's like, Oh, okay. Well again, you know, it's like, who knows? But, uh, so that's a great, you know, lesson for me as I'm like, you know, thinking about this comment about someone being really in a bad place to bring that negativity out in the world or being basically uninformed to bring it out in the world. I mean, I'm one of the first people to tell myself that I'm wrong or, you know, I'll call myself a hypocrite because I, I frequently change my mind. I think that's a huge aspect to being happy you know if we're so stubborn that we can't change our mind it's like uh well that was fun talking to you because you know everything but yeah I, I know bait little next to nothing you know um so i love i love learning and i love uh yeah so anyway this this kobe quote the process of results so, oh therapy that's where we were took me 10 minutes to get back to that you know the thing about therapy i'm gonna put my phone on silence so i don't get disturbed <laughs> don't want to I don't want to get disturbed in my therapy lesson. You know what? Before we dig into therapy, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a big swig of water. Hang on. Thanks for waiting. Um, oh, that water's good. I love water. Cold showers, guys. First of all, I mean, just like I cannot promote it enough. Just I've been doing it. I've been on the cold shower train again. I think I've had three this week. And, I mean, look, if you're going through a funk, which you probably are, because life more or less life it, it sucks and i hate to it's not like i'm lying when i pronounce that i'm happy or that i'm enjoying this or this is great or this is that but life is pretty difficult man you know what i mean it's confusing i just had my 39th birthday you know what was really depressing for me actually this is an interesting thing we do here here's a great example i'll get back to therapy in a bit just give me a moment here's i actually realized this in therapy uh, last week, he, here is a great thing about that's an example of process over results. Okay, so we work hard, and you know we're always trying to do better. We're always trying to make a better video. We're always trying to make a better Instagram post. We put the subtitles in. We make sure they're spelled correctly. We we uh, you know plan out these trips. We try to make sure that we have time to do this, that, and the other thing. We do RGCs in the middle of them. We plan them out. We get the tickets. We get the food truck. We make the hats. We do all this stuff. And you know, there's a lot of things involved in it. One of the ways that we really look at our success is our growth. Are we growing, right? Are we? Are there more YouTube subscribers? Are you know who's got the most? Whatever it is, you know. What I mean, there's all these little ways that I use to measure. And what's funny is, is I used to have a private Instagram account with 500 followers, and I posted photos of like shit, 
or trash or dog. I don't nothing. You know what I mean nothing. It was it was a moment that was like I didn't even know it was public really. You know, and then you know you start to get in this little influencer Instagram rat race thing where you're like, by the way, I hate the word influencer, and I and I just for the record, I don't consider myself one, even though I probably fall under the definition of one. But we like we we uh, we. Uh, so we're we're using these these growth things and we're looking at it and you know we're not we're not doing the hashtag thing we're not really trying to like grow at all costs cuz i believe also that you know if you if you grow fast you also sort of blow up fast and so i've always been about like yeah we're just going to keep this natural we're just going to do what we do we're going to keep doing it and we're going to invest in the content and we're going to keep making the best content that we can and we're going to keep trying to make the world a better place because as i just said Life sucks. Life's hard. Life's hard, man. Life's a bitch and then you die, you know? I don't get high. Coming up on 19 years sober, by the way, at the end of February. That's I don't know how we're going to celebrate that one. Never done that before. Almost half my life, ladies and gentlemen. No drinking, no drugs, little bit of nicotine here and there, but for the most part, and some coffee, a lot of coffee, and I'll take sleeping pills when we're traveling. But... uh we try to make the best content that we can. Anyway, oh, we hit 90,000 followers on Instagram, and then it's like, oh, 100. That's a big one. 100 means there's no decimal point anymore. When you're in the double digits, it's 90.7, 99.1, 80.3. We're going to hit 100 soon. Oh, that's going to be a big deal. I did, was like, wow, that'll be a big achievement. And you want to know what's funny? First of all, we hit 100 at the Houston RGC. And it's a really funny story because we're having this big, I mean, RGC events are, it's some of the most alive that I feel on planet Earth. It is so enjoyable. It's such an incredible experience. Everyone's so excited. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a a, a thing that they, that they brought with them to share. And, you know, we're all just kind of getting together and the energy is incredibly high. And we all provide these units of energy and we all feed off it and then we all create more. And and then our lives are, you know, to some extent forever changed for the better because, you know, we're trying to make life better over here, not worse. <laughs> trying to, that's a very important indication. Um, so while we were leaving, one of the camera guys with me, we were with David and James and James realized that he had never followed me. And I was at 99.9 and I, I kind of had been keeping track, but not really. And I was at 99.9 and he followed me and then he noticed that it went to 100. And then he unfollowed me and he said it went back to 99.9 and then he followed me again and he was cracking up and he's like, dude, I'm your 100,000th follower. And I was like, all right, you know, it was funny. It was a really funny moment to be there with that. But what's funny is in the days following, I got a little sad. I got a little depressed. I got a little bit like, oh, well, that's like nothing changed. It's like my life still is what it is. Like, I have a great life. Don't, don't please don't try to misconstrue me saying life sucks as you know, like I have some big problem. I just mean that in general, you know, no matter where you are on the spectrum, no matter how much golf you play, no matter how many golf shirts you have, no matter how many beautiful kids you have, no matter how your parents are, whether they're, you know, whether your grandparents are alive, no matter whether you like your job or your car, or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or your wife or whoever it is, no matter any of those situations, life is ultimately a fleeting experience and 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 that is a sad realization no matter how it's sliced no matter what the circumstances are 
And I'm not devoid of that. As, as a guy who literally did a lot of drugs and drank a lot, I had a largely um, medicated you know, adolescent and young adult life where I was basically dealing with depression. And, you know, I, I, I sought to not feel those feelings, which ultimately creates more bad feelings. So, you know, it's all about really getting into, uh, getting into that, you know, directness with the experience of life and, and really just admitting, Hey, this, this is hard. This is, there are parts of us that I do not like, but that's, that's the part of it. You know, it's the, the rose and the thorn, if you will. So anyway, um, the hundred thousand followers, it was a bit of a letdown and I, and I honestly didn't want to go on Instagram for a little bit, but that's my job. So we got to do it and got to find that inspiration there. And what had happened for a few months was this process of goal oriented hundred thousand. Oh, we're going to, we're going to make this next video. We're going to do this next job. We're going to go work for TaylorMade. I'm going to meet Tiger Woods. I, I don't even know. You don't even know that I've met Tiger Woods yet. I haven't even told anybody because it's not on Instagram, but I met Tiger Woods. I got to do a podcast all about that. I promise it was to put it short for this episode. It was the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. And I've hit a nine iron at TPC Scottsdale on Wednesday of the Waste Management Phoenix Open in front of, I don't know, 18,000 people. I don't know how I made contact with the ball, but I hit the green. This is two or three years ago. So way more nervous to meet Tiger. I mean, terrified, shaking in my golf shoes. Um, but I'll come back to that story later, uh, you know, but the idea of all of these goals that we've created for our work, you know, we went to Scotland last year for the Scotland vlogs and there was no plan for it. There was no YouTube channel really, you know, there wasn't, there, there wasn't a, Oh, we're going to shoot a video. We're going to edit it. And then we're going to take little bits of it and put it on Instagram. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. There was no funnel. Like right now we have a funnel, you know what I mean? Like, like we go to a place and we shoot a video and then it, it goes into this like assembly line thing where it's like Thomas edits it. He does a great job. Then it goes here and then it gets subtitles and then it gets a little snippet and then we put a tweet out and then we do a pod, the podcast and we do this. And it's like, it, it became really redundant all of a sudden. And I started to focus only on the results and the goals. And I started to experience like, like I, I can't even, if I'm, I don't know if there's a way where I can be as honest as I need to be to tell you how I felt because it was wildly depressing. I don't even know if I can explain it, but I like stopped enjoying it. This is pretty heavy. I wasn't really expecting to go here. This is, I should just, Oh, we're already 20 minutes in. Fuck. I can't start over now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't. I'm stuck. Yeah, I gotta take a break. I'm gonna get another glass of water. I gotta. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit this shit. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna edit it. But we're about. I we're about to get pretty real. You can tell. Hang on one sec. All right, I'm back. I got a hold of myself, folks. Um, I uh, I um, I was pretty depressed, and it was it was seeming like we were kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And I, so I was in therapy and I was talking about um, personal stuff. I'm not going to share it. I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not going to share it. Literally, I'm not going to talk about it. But I was in therapy, and I was talking to him about this and that and the other thing, and this upset me, and what the, the, that thing, and this, and I'm so upset. And this is not interesting, and I'm da-da-da-da-da. And he goes, he goes, sits back in his chair. He's got the same chair I'm sitting in now. What a guy. Brian, good guy, man. Good guy, Brian. Great watch. And um, he, <laughs> he does have a nice watch. Um, and he goes... Would you say that you're more of a process-oriented person or a goal-oriented person? And I was like, what does he mean by that? What's the right answer? And I thought about it for about a minute, like a full minute, just not talking. And uh, hang on. I got Sorry, I just have to take my hat off. You know when your hair starts to hurt? After you get your hat on all day, this is the end of the day over here. 7.30, L.A. time. I'm an early night guy. I go to bed pretty early. So you go, are you a process guy or a goal guy? And I thought about it for a while, and I was like, I guess I was a process guy. I always loved filmmaking, and I did it because I loved it. I never made any money. Not really. I mean, I... I, when I got into golf, I was a filmmaker and I slept in my car on golf trips. You know, I would go on golf trips and I would sleep in my car and like I would sneak into hot tubs and shit, you know, like I got kicked out of one, just one though. All the others I made it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was always involved in the process. I, I loved cameras. I, I loved putting the memory card in and formatting it. And I love taking photos. And before before I got into video, I had this old wooden camera that was the size of like, you know, um, a laundry bag. I mean, it was massive and, and it was wooden and it had the bellows, the little like accordion-like thing in the middle. It was, it was like I was a uh, hundred years ago. And the pieces of film were eight inches by 10 inches and it took like 20 minutes to set up and then you would find the right shot and you would get the lighting and then you would only be able to afford taking like four photos because each one cost 20 bucks. By the time you bought the film, developed the film and then made a print, it was like $20. But the quality was unbelievable. I mean, you know, and, and, and really though, that's the funny thing though. It wasn't even because of the quality because the truth is at the time there was even digital photography and there was medium format photography and there was 35 millimeter and the quality was pretty much as good but i enjoyed the process i'm really just realizing this right now i really enjoyed the process of using that camera and traveling around and I, and i liked taking my time but guess what i don't have anymore guys i don't have any time like i literally i looked at my calendar the other day we were in the office and i i shit you not i mean i was looking at the calendar and i said wait a minute I am not, this is so crazy. I mean, I leave for South America in a couple weeks and then I'm basically gone until after the open with a couple blocks at home. But, you know, the irony now is people say, what's on your bucket list? It's like a week at home with my dog chilling, you know? And I know you don't have any fucking sympathy for me. You shouldn't. I'm a, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I feel a little uncomfortable talking about it on the podcast, to be honest with you. And if you want to at me, go ahead, and it's not going to stress me out. <laughs> if you want to unsubscribe, go ahead. But this is the real stuff right here, you know? And so back in the day, it was always the process. There was no, 
I would go out and do like my life was basically just a a, a process and a process and a, and an experience and and a doing. That's all it was. And and golf came into my life in such a romantic way. It was this it was this sort of extra thing to do while I was traveling. And it was and it was exciting for me because it was a, a, a tremendously complicated process. The process of finding the golf course, of getting into the where am I gonna play? What is it can I afford it? Oh, Twilight, it's twenty-two dollars at Saturday morning, it's a hundred and forty. Okay, so we're gonna play Monday at five PM and we're gonna play seven holes. Then we get back in the old Volvo. The I had I had a ninety-one Volvo DL, two forty DL. It was a beautiful slate, like a slate gray. And then I took the hubcaps off, so I looked a little bit more threatening because otherwise it's a mom car. And uh, I tinted the windows. I had a roof rack on top. I don't even. I think once I put something on the roof, but the roof rack made it look a little bit more like I had a mad penis, you know. <laughs> I apologize if I offended anybody with that. Oh, jeez. Anyway, just send your complaints to uh, dmv.org. <laughs> so I have this Volvo wagon, and I would—I had a tape deck. That's all I had, and I would just play uh, country music. George Strait, Straight Country, great album. You want to hear a track? Let's—you know what? Let's cue up a track. This is a great, great. I love George Strait. Let's see. I got No, don't play that song. Hang on. Straight Country. I would listen to this all the time. Straight Country. Here's all my favorite albums. Let's see. Um, uh, what's the best one? Um, uh, there's so many good ones. Um, here's a good one. Unwound. He's just a heartbroken dude. Clearly an alcoholic too. Of your very best. Cause I got a problem. I'm gonna drink off my chest. He's gonna drink it off his chest. Getting down. Oh, here we go. Cause that woman that I had wrapped around my think it just come unwound. Kick me out of the house and tonight I'm whiskey bound. So I'm gonna be the drunkest fool in town. That woman that I had wrapped around my finger just come unwound. So, dude, I listened to this tape so much that I knew the next song. You know what I'm talking about? You kids listen to the podcast, you're 16 years old. You don't know that. That songs used to come in a particular order the way the artist wanted them to come. And so I knew every... I could probably, if this song turned off, I don't even know it you know, in my head consciously, but I guarantee I could sing the next song before it came on. I should probably quiz myself, but we've heard enough music for today. We've already broken enough of the uh, music licensing code. This will probably get flagged and torn down. But this music spoke to me, and I would just play the music, and I would go play golf in my car, and it was there was no goal. That's the interesting thing. I had nothing to get to. There was no, I didn't even know what scratch golfer was. I didn't, I made my first birdie without even knowing it. There was no trying to make a birdie. 
I was just trying to enjoy it. It was in Alabama on the Robert Trent Jones Trail. We're going to go back there this year for Adventures in Golf. It's going to be one of the best episodes. It'll be the 50th episode. We're going to go back to where it all started because this is really it for me. I got into golf in December, and then like three, uh, four months later during the Masters, late December, four months later during the Masters, I drove around. This is 2010 or maybe 2011 when Phil won. And I would just drive around in the Volvo. I played all the Robert Trent Jones trail courses. There's like 11 in Alabama. It's it's magical. If you haven't been, honestly, it's it's one of the top. It'd be a great like trip for you to go do it because it's just like great golf at a really incredible price. You see a part of the country that's rich with history. You know, they've got Selma. I went to Selma. I, I, I picked some flowers. I There's a little sign there that says that if you... If you don't pay for parking, the the ticket is two dollars. It said it said parking fine two dollars, and I was like, that sounds more like a fee, guys. Like that's like that's like cheaper than an hour in L.A. on Beverly. Okay, like that's that's a, that's a deal. I will take that. I don't even know what you put in the machine. Maybe it was pennies. I don't even know. But it was an experience, and you know, I can't wait to recreate it for Adventures in Golf, but. Again, there was no goal. And then all of a sudden, Adventures in Golf came out. Years later, I started bringing my camera to the golf course. This is turning into an origin story. It's not what I wanted it to be, but I appreciate you listening. (laughs) Don't stop listening. Please don't turn it off. (laughs) Please. And basically, I, I was always rooted in the process. And so this therapist, Brian, last week says, Are you more of a process guy or a goal driven guy? And I realized that I was a process guy. I was a process guy all through adventures in golf. I was a process guy all the way up until the Scotland vlogs last year when we went to the old course where Stuart played with his dad, where Colt and I played Royal Troon on zero sleep, where we went to, I mean, all these incredible courses, Cruden Bay, um, there's so many London links, Glen Eagles, Royal Dornick, Fort Rose and Rose Marquis, Dundonald, Western Gales. We met Jamie. Jamie, I'm a big fan if you're listening right now. Love you, man. Um, we met Alan Minto, great man. Met Scott. So many great friends of the Scottish golf world came out and joined us on this sort of early rendition of Random Golf Club to play golf with us. But there was no goal, guys. We went out there with some cameras. Hafer came out. Stewart came out. Me and Cole were there. Matthew Galloway came out. Simon Holt came out. And we all just had fun. Like, like it was just fun. They didn't pay us any money. We didn't, we didn't earn anything. They paid for our expenses. And again... You got to remember that this is at this point, this is still my job. Like I, I have a job. Like I got, like, I don't, I don't go somewhere and they say, do this. And then I say, okay. And then they pay me. I wake up every morning. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. And it's been like this for so long that I'm used to it. And the funny thing is that, you know, when you're living in your car on the road, it doesn't really matter. Like this is no, this doesn't matter. Like the, the fine is $2 folks. It's all good. If you can put gas in the car and some, Fritos in your chest, you're good. But now it's like I got like things. I got like I got like Colt needs money to work, and he, he he's he's getting the position of needing that job. And I'm like, oh, I got a dog. This dog needs some stuff. Like he needs like he needs like a haircut, and like he needs like his fucking teeth brushed because they smell so. Snowball, I'm kidding. 
you don't smell that bad. But between you and me, he needs a big, he needs to dip his mouth in some bleach or something. <laughs> it's so, his breath smells worse than the worst fart you've ever smelled. I mean, look, he's a cutie pie. We all know that. But there is something going on in that mouth. Oh, my God. I saw the funniest meme the other day. It's a dog, like, with a smiley face, like, tongue out. And it says, like, <laughs> when dogs eat their own shit. And then beneath it, it's the dog making a gross face. And then it says, dog eating a tasteless pill wrapped up in cheese. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want that. But I'll eat my own shit any day. <laughs> so... I'm realizing, so the Scotland vlogs happen and it's just a wonderful experience. It's exhausting. It's new. It's totally new, right? We've never done the vlog thing and we're learning about it and we're, and we're engaged in the, in the curiosity of learning about a process. So one thing about process, I think I'm realizing is that it needs to evolve because unless we're in a, you know, a monastery or a um, cheesesteak factory, it stays the same every day. But I, I crave change. I crave newness. I crave breaks in the routine. I always do. You know, I mean, you know, the uh, th that's important for me, right? And so, you know, we're we're out here and it's all new. And then we come back and we start editing the footage and we start watching the videos and they're incredible. Thomas did a great job. It was wonderful. And then we brought Thomas on full time and we and we started editing these videos and we started making more videos. We launched our own YouTube channel. And then the process slowly fell away and it became more about the goal. It became more about instead of feeling the golf swing, experiencing the newness of the golf course, instead of looking at this scorecard and wondering what all these numbers mean, what does this mean? What is, why is there so many numbers on this scorecard? Why is this a par 71? Why is it a par 73? You know? going around and, and seeing things for the first time, that, that's where the process really becomes elevated. And that's why I think being a tourist is a wonderful way of being described because a tourist is one of the few people that will visit a place and see it with fresh eyes. There's a wonderful poem at one point I read that says, I want to just rest my eyes on you as though I've never seen you before. It's like a romantic thing. You could say that to your lady. She might, she might, she might let you, you know, Give her a little peck on the cheek. I don't know. But, you know, this idea that everything is new is really crucial, I think, to the to the process versus goals discussion. And, you know, so we came back and we started, you know, working with the footage and, and we 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 then we then began the process of building a little media company, a little a little YouTube channel. The podcast was still going. But even even you've noticed the podcast frequency has dropped off because I've been concerned with the goal what's the goal of the podcast should we stop but luckily i've realized that the that the goal of the podcast is to enjoy doing the podcast is to come home and say i'm gonna i'm gonna do this then i'm gonna have fun but the frequency thing with the podcast hope hopefully you're okay with it but the idea is that quality over quantity and we're getting there with everything else we do as well it's not really about just this endless barrage of golfing montages. What are we saying? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Obviously, if you know anything about what we're doing, Random Golf Club is the most important thing to me. And so we're spending a lot of time doing that, and that's, that's really interesting to me. But even when I'm doing that now, I've realized that I've turned into a goal guy. 
and we even in even to to to, to give you a, a, a clear cut example, right? Um, this uh, you know, I, I I've you know, I'm, I'm we're getting ready to plan adventures in golf in South America, and we have a team of people in the office. We've got we've got one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, me, including me. No, we got we got five people, including me, full-time, working on the videos that you see, the podcast that you see, planning RGC events. Oh, six, actually, if you include the merch. The merch side, that's six people every day working towards everything you see and, and hear or where. You may not even realize that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it seems like we're all friends, and we are, to be clear. Like, I'm friends with everybody, and, like, you know, I... We're actually going to do a little company retreat next week. I'm really excited. Thomas and Emerson and Evan and I are going to go play some golf. Um, and what's going to be great about that is we're going to focus on the process of what we do. And we're going to enjoy that process. And that's a new thing for me. So, you know, we're, we're I'm getting ready to plan Adventures in Golf to give you an example of the process versus goals. And my first thought was, okay, Emerson, can you do this? Can you look at that? Can you? Can you look at the flights and can you see what makes sense? And then I was like, wait a minute. I like that. I like planning travel. I like looking at Google Maps and finding out where things are. I like producing my own stuff, my guy. I like producing. I love the planning. The planning stage is the best stage of most things. So then I said, wait a minute. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And maybe I just sound totally fucking stupid. I don't know. But the idea was... I'm going to do that and I'm going to enjoy that and I'm going to own it. And it's, it's almost like its own little meditation. And I don't know, like it's, it's already had a really major impact in my life just in the past couple weeks since I've been talking about this. And, you know, I guess, you know, for where you take it, I don't know, but all I really have is my own experience of this. So, I haven't even gone to commercial yet. Fuck it. No commercials this episode. Who cares? Focus on the process. <laughs> I'm sure there will be ads at the end. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors, by the way. Precision Pro, Vice, Adidas, TaylorMade, and Jones. Those are my guys right there. Everybody that works at those companies is just all solid dudes. TaylorMade came out hot for the RGC. Came out with Michael Barbuti. Played golf with him the next day at Oak Quarry. That was fun. Um, by the way, if you're looking for a rangefinder, the RGC Familia is coming out with a Precision Pro RGC rangefinder. It is, New York Times called it the most beautiful rangefinder they've ever seen. Now, they haven't seen it yet, so you're going to wonder where that quote came from. And the truth is, it's not a real quote. But it really is a beautiful rangefinder. It's white with a little red front edge, and it's got RGC kind of like bumping out of the edge of it. Oh, it's going to be really stunning. And, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, I, uh, you know, it's going to be out in April and I'm going to be really pumped to rock that and, uh, see it rocked. But, uh, but anyway, you know, I'm trying to dial it back. I'm trying to enjoy the process. I'm trying to just, uh, you know, stay out of the results of it all because we even played golf. Uh, we, um, Stuart's last day in America was on, um, Tuesday so we went out and played Wilson. Uh, I'm sorry, we actually played Harding in in L.A. over there. Um, at 6.40 in the morning, we headed out, and we played 18. And I'll be damned. I thought I was going to play a good round. <laughs> I thought I was going to play a good round. I started off, um, I hit a really good three-wood on the first tee and, you know, kind of lost it to the right. I had to chip out. 
Didn't get up and down for par, but I made bogey. Next hole, I shanked my four iron off the tee, short par four, laid up with a four iron, shanked it, um, chipped out, didn't get up and down, made another bogey. Uh, third hole, um, pulled out the big dog, tried to hit a cut, lost it the other way. Um, ball was like embedded in some crazy wad of like fucking devil grass. And so, <laughs> like barely get out of that. Then like kind of bladed my like eight iron into the green a little bit. Didn't get up and down, double bogey. Next hole, sh- again, short par four, laid up with a four iron, shanked it, but it was playable, found it, then bladed my 54 degree, like onto the next tee box, um, double bogey. And next hole, par three, fucking shanked my four iron. So now I'm like shank bladeville. I'm, I mean, the shanks and blades, I think they're kind of related, actually. So then next hole, par three, totally terrible. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just like, what's going on? And, uh, I, I then am now single, single, double, double, double. So I'm eight over through five, single, single, double, double, double. Yeah. That's eight over through five. I'm on the sixth tee and I'm plus eight. Now, mind you, we're all relative here. This is the worst golf I've played in years. Like, like really, really bad. Really bad. I don't mind starting with a bogey. In fact, I prefer I, starting with a double bogey. I'm even fine with as long as I can keep getting better each hole. Go bogey the next hole and then par. That's fine. But to go bogey, bogey, double, double, double. I mean, and it's just like I'm. But it's fine. I'm with my homies. We're at Harding. It's fun. Like we're having a good way. And I'm not trying to take it too seriously. But I'm also like, whoa. Like I can't even strike the ball right now. And you know, I just basically realize like okay whatever like i might as well just try to hit a good shot you know what i mean and i'm i'm trying to do that but i i know that there is a world where i could have easily gotten more upset i i could have easily gotten a little bit more frustrated but i just whatever tried to let it go and tried to just swing free i wasn't really thinking about my swing anyway then check this out go birdie birdie par 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 double par bogey par birdie no there wasn't a double in there i can't remember whatever it doesn't matter but it was like an incredible stretch of really good golf and it was like stewart was laughing he's like what the fuck dude you went from like a 20 handicapper to like a plus two and it was funny and i really believe that the only way my head was able to even get around that was just not focusing on the results you know what i mean and just letting it all go and i don't know i i hope this podcast has been meaningful it's been a bit of a mess for me um if this is the last one you've listened to i hope we're leaving strong if this is your first one you've ever listened to i promise the other ones are different <laughs> they're better i promise um but you know that's where i'm at that's the real check-in that's where i'm at and and so where i'm at to sum it up is i'm really excited I'm really excited to move into this next phase of everything that we do and really consume myself with the experience of enjoying the process of loving what I do, of, of loving the creation of making things. And, you know, we're going on this little company retreat next week and we're going to try to dream up some ideas of uh, new golf videos to make and how we can really focus on, you know, 
scratching that itch of creative energy and and what are we going to do to really you know um set up a a, a wonderful you know entertainment right because because on some level I don't want to make the same video over and over. We we need to really work on that, and we are. And then, so we've got a lot of ideas of videos that would be really fun, creative ways to re-examine those videos we make. And ultimately, the biggest thing that's again the the most the most important thing that we're looking at is how Random Golf Club is going to play away into the future of what we do. And there's a lot of ways where we see it. And hopefully, I can announce those things soon. But I can't yet because I don't even know what they are. But I have some ideas, and they're great. I have a couple of questions. I, I posted a thing on Instagram. If you're if you're on, uh, if you're on the, I'm, I'm just reading through these things really quick. Um, I already answered the RGC Precision Pro question. Thanks, Jake. Um, if you knew ahead of time you could only play one original green, Riv six or ten, which one you pick? Ten, baby. Um, uh, Paleo Cookie. Eh, you know, I've, I've kind of moved out of the sugar thing. You know, um, Larry wants to know what the Paleo Cookie situation is. Yeah, I just kind of moved out of it. You know, I'm not staying kind of low on sugar, and honestly, eating cookies on a podcast is a terribly offensive. Apparently, so I stopped doing that. Uh, there's always more random golf club meetups, definitely around all the majors. The scheduling thing is, uh, obviously, we're working on that. Um, great. Tony Knapp, Radri wants to know about the process over outcome. We're talking about that. Uh, Mateo from Winter Park over here. Um, oh, he's got a two-way question. Hang on. How does this go? Events like RGC are amazing. People get together and instantly become friends because of you and golf. Saying that, what has been the most rewarding moment of my career? <clears throat> Oh, well, most rewarding moment of my career. Wow, that's impressive. Um, I mean, Jim Nance telling me that I was doing something good for the game was really intense. Um, but, but I for some reason I flash to these moments where I'm where I'm on stage talking about what we do to people that don't have a fucking clue. Um, you know, that are in the golf world. You know, and and you know what? Wh- it's almost like I'm your guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 working for you. I'm out there. I'm talking to the suits. I'm trying to tell them, hey, look, golf is the, the, the golf is backwards, guys. We're trying to fix it. We're trying to do this and that, you know. And here's what this is about. Here's why it's good. Here's what we got to do, you know. That that is a proud moment for me. Um, but rewarding. The truth is, man, the, the the most rewarding moment for real, for real, is when I'm on the fairway of an RGC and someone rocks up and they say, yo, look, I play high school golf competitively. I hate it. I heard your pod. I watched the video. And it kind of made me enjoy it more. And I believe that what happened there is actually what we're talking about on this entire podcast. I believe that that person, whether it's the dude that I met in Houston with the Augusta National hat and the Memorial Quarter Zip, whether he's coming up and saying this, yeah, I believe that they engage directly without even knowing it in a process over results conversation. And that's that's the irony of all of this is that my work is centered in this process we enjoy the process. All these videos are about enjoying playing golf. And the fucking ridiculous irony is that I'm doing all these videos and then I stop enjoying it because I'm focused on the results now of making videos. I'm good with golf. Like, I'm not going to go out there and go psycho unless it's a break 90 video. Am I right? Am I right? My guys, this is a tragic. Stop making me do them. Please, please stop. I don't want to do it anymore. Now we're going to go to Harding Park and I'm going to shoot. 89 on the number. Hardy Park is going to be a hard one, by the way, because you kind of need to hit a draw, but this is the year of the cut, folks. You don't really want to hit a cut on that back nine. That left side is dangeroso. But, uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we make content that is rooted in, that is marinated in the process. Everything we do is talking about process. And yet here old Eric 
with the little white dog. He's over here worried about the results. Just fucking totally obsessed with the results. How's that for irony? Favorite Netflix movie or TV series? I'm into Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. I'm starting on season one. Never seen it. I'm loving that. Uh, travel tips for flying with clubs. Get a Sun Mountain bag, baby. The uh, travel bag's good. You know, Jones um, single strap bags are really good because you can fit two in one travel bag and you can pack some clothes around it with your uh, cube dividers. Go on Amazon and get your cube dividers. And when you get your cube dividers, pack the clothes in, uh, you know, like sweaters go in one cube, golf shirts go in the other, and then underwear go in the other, you know. You don't want, to, you don't want the underwear to mix around, you know what I mean? What do you think the biggest trend will be going forward in golf course design? Um, loops, loops of six and things like that so people don't have to play 18. I'm down with 12 holes with my guy. Uh, what are the meanings behind your tattoos? Oh, shit, player. I got this one on my right index finger. That's the AA symbol because I got sober. As you know, if you've listened to this entire podcast, I don't know how you would have gotten here if you didn't hear the first part coming up on 19 years. I love you. Keep going is on my right wrist. That was a meditation mantra that was given to me by my meditation teacher back in the day. Then I got a Latin prayer on my chest right under my nipple, but no one sees it. <laughs> it was based on a dream I had. Uh, Man's on need of links. I'm down. Need to go. I need to go. I want to see that place. Um, not sure about Michigan for an RGC, but I would love that. Any new golf equipment you can recommend? Um, let's see, golf equipment. I mean, you know, I'm a tailor-made guy, so I got the Sim, and I'm loving it. I love the way it sounds. I got the Sim Max. I got a 9-degree on a, a shaft that's made out of wrought iron. It's actually weighs 12 pounds. Um, no grip. How much did a club fitting change your game? Um, that's a really good question. I would say uh, a lot, you know, because I was hitting 790s before, and I've noticed that I'm hitting more greens now. I'm not a big stat guy, so I can't tell you anything other than anecdotal experience. But now my yardages are a bit more consistent, even though my irons don't go as far. So my six iron is not going to go 210 ever. Um, but, you know, it maxes out at like 185. So, you know, controlled 180. And, um, you know, so, you know, it, it did make a difference. You know what I mean? It's... The truth is, though, you know, if you're talking about a club fitting, you're looking at a multi-thousand dollar check, probably. You know, I mean, two to three. So if you're in that realm and you can spend that money, do it. But look, I mean, if you're going to go broke doing it, don't do it. Go play golf. Go play golf with the wood. Go buy the girl a necklace. You know what I mean? Like, don't go. Don't, 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 come on. Golf is the most selfish game on earth. Try not to make it all about you. But hey, get fit. <laughs> Favorite course in New Jersey? Well, I'll tell you what. I had a terrible time at... Um, at um oh my god i'm blanking on the name i love this course it's a uh, tilling house course somerset i had a terrible time at somerset i couldn't figure that course out but i still love it i want to play there again um there's a course in madison where i grew up that uh, is a rainer course and i need to go play there will you be hosting an rgc in denver at all i would love to i really would i'm not sure when um, how would you rate yourself on the aspects of life and golf from one to ten whoa evan stanley this is a terribly fucked up question how would you rate yourself on the aspects of life and golf from 1 to 10? Wow. Well, you know what? I'm not going to answer that because I spent so much of my life thinking about myself that I don't need any more time doing that. But somewhere, you know, depends on the day, really, or the whole. <laughs> um, and the truth is, it's, it's it, you know, like, Evan, I appreciate your question. I appreciate you sending it in, but... 
rating ourselves is what this process is not about. This whole podcast is not about rating yourself. It's about rating the experience. And, and actually, the process of rating myself goes very directly back to goal-oriented thinking, which is terrible. I'm trying to get away from it, Evan. Stop trying to mess me up. Ever played the course in Yosemite? You know, it's funny, Travis, you mentioned that because I haven't, but I love Yosemite, and I had a big plan to hike the John Muir Trail back in the day, and I was at Evan's house the other night for a little barbecue, and um, he uh, he uh, he had this Yosemite um, handkerchief framed in his kitchen, and I thought, man, I want to go do that again. I, I never did it. I want to go do it. I really want to just turn it off and just go there and just go hike the John Muir Trail for three weeks and just enjoy the beauty of the planet and, you know, just a little peace, no cell phone. <laughs> what would happen? Would you guys be okay with that? I'll do, I'll, I could record podcasts without uh, my Wi-Fi. I could just record a bunch of pods from the road and be like, well, sad. <laughs> Dude, where do you get your clothes specifically? Hats and sweaters or jackets? Man, all over the place. But, you know, we've done work with Jay Lindbergh, Ralph Lauren, um, I love Link Soul. Uh, we've done some work with um, Devereaux. And, you know, these are all great brands that I support. Rata is a new brand that I like. Uh, I, I honestly like Club Monaco. When Club Monaco has a sale, you better show up. They've got some clean looks over there, man. Obviously not golf clothes, but that's good. Um, what else? I, mean, I go to Uniqlo a lot, actually. Uniqlo is nice for the basics. Um, dude, come to the Inland Empire at show the ma- and show the masses what we have to offer. Peace. All right, I'm down. Rams Hill, baby. Snowball for president. Uh, respect. Um, expand on planning random golf club. Lane, I, I answered that. Do you ever watch college golf? Um, you know what? I don't. Not enough. But to be fair, I don't really watch much golf. I watch golf on Sundays when it's close. I mean, you know, uh, Shaq wrote an article about Peter Costas saying that the PGA Tour doesn't give a bleep about the broadcast. And you're beginning to see that. The reason why everyone loves the Masters is because the broadcast is bonk nutty. It's crazy. It's crazy. What would you be doing if it wasn't for golf? I'd be filming. Thanks, Tyler. I'd be I'd be making videos probably. Um, yeah, man. Well, let me see if there's any more that came in. Maybe one more. Bum, bum, bum. Do you enjoy putting on slower or faster greens? My guy, middle. I'm a I'm a I'm a Goldilocks and the Three Bears kind of guy. How many outfit combos do you have, and how do you plan them? Ooh man, I mean, I'm looking at the closet right now. There's five racks of clothes, six, six racks of clothes, and um, you know, it, it's hard. I mean, a lot of times it's like you know, because the irony now is in my life, it's like, oh, you can't really wear the same shirt more than twice because then everyone's like, I. That shirt. I've seen you wear that shirt. You look good. You homeless. <laughs> and that's not obviously true. I know you guys don't really care what I wear, but you know, I try to treat it like, Hey man, these things are interesting to me. And you know, it's like a little magazine. And you know, we've, like I said, we've had some great partnerships with clothing companies that I really like and, and already wore. And so, um, you know, the, usually when I travel, I try to travel with a couple colors. So I don't go too crazy. Nothing nuts. Stream song, red, blue, or black? Ooh, tough question, my guy. Tough question. I've really only played all of them once, so I can't really answer. It's like I got to do the, I got to go back and play them all again. But I loved black. That was the first course I ever played there. And then I went back and I played blue and red, and I loved both of those. I mean, I loved them all equally. The truth is, if you go to Stream Song and you play one course, you're high. You need to play all three. And, you know, it might not be on the same trip because I know it's not cheap, but. 
you know, just just don't whatever you play, don't go there and think, am I missing out? Because they're all incredible. You just go there and you play one and then you go back and you play another and then you play the other one. And they're all totally pound for pound money. Um, how has your mindset changed about golf from when you started until now? I think we talked about that most of the podcast, Mr. Edmondson. So you're right on track. <laughs> Are you still looking for interns? Sub question. Yeah. Hit up uh, hello at Line Creative if you want to. You got to live in LA though, and you got to fill out a form, and then you got to work for free, and you don't get to play golf. But if that sounds good, come on down. Um, what's your favorite 18th hole in the greater LA area? Ooh, that's a good question. It's not Rustic. I don't like Rustic's 18th. Um, Bel Air's 18th is pretty good. You need a nice big drive to get up there. Rancho has a good 18th right there by the driving range. I mean, Wilshire has a really... No, you know what the best 18th is? Get out of here. It's Harding. It's Harding. It's Harding over there, man. It's a pretty gettable par 5. I think it's like just around 500 yards, but it's uphill the whole way. I trashed one about 300, and then I had 185 in. So, yeah, it's like just under 500. I wasn't playing the backpacks because the boys wanted to play the blues. Um, but uh, Harding, yeah, Harding's got a great 18. Let me see if I'm getting that wrong. Is there anything else? Um, yeah, let's see. You got, um, you know what's also really good is um, Rolling Hills has a good 18th. Um, Sherwood has a pretty good 18th over the water. That's pretty good. Am I being a douche because I'm talking about private clubs? Do you care? Um, Woodley, Balboons, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Harding. That's a nice gettable par five, but you gotta hit a good drive. Um, you gotta hit a really nice straight drive because the fairway kind of sharpens up there in the middle. What kinds of restaurants do you look for while traveling? You know, a lot of times the traveling restaurant thing is like convenience. Um, but you, you, you know, it's like, I don't want to go out to a two hour dinner after shooting for 15 hours and then you got to be up at sunrise. So a lot of times it's convenience when, when we were more process oriented, <laughs> when we were younger, when we had more energy and we didn't really know that lack of sleep can result in crazy health detractions as you get older, like Alzheimer's dementia. It's true. Getting your sleep is good for your brain. You need to sleep a lot, kids. So go to bed early so you can get up early. I go to bed at 10. Like I said, I'm pushing my bedtime right now. But yeah, now we, we just kind of hit up some spots. Whatever. Don't go too crazy with it. Uh, really want your thoughts on the PGL. I don't know what PGL is. Oh, is that that golf league? Let me just Google that really quick so I don't sound like an idiot. Um, PGL. That would make sense because I've been seeing it online and I've been wondering what it is. Oh, Premier Golf League. That's what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, my thoughts are bring it on. That sounds awesome. I think it's, I mean, here's, actually, you're talking to an uninformed dude. I don't know um, if it need. I don't know enough about it. Apparently, PAC chairman Charlie Hoffman rips PGL over Saudi money influence, so he's not into it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, the, the thing I don't understand quite is, <clears throat> hang on a second, I got something in my thing going on. We'll go to an ad. All right, folks, Adidas. Adidas is pushing the boundaries once again in golf footwear. And if you've been counting, I don't. I haven't been counting. It's a lot of times, but they're doing it again. So whatever many times it's been, it's add one. Uh, so you need to check this out. It's called the Code Chaos, all capitals. The footwear team let me know that this shoe is meant to break down traditional stereotypes and make a statement that there doesn't have to be one look for the sport when it comes to golf footwear. It's authentic. It's athletic and bold from a style standpoint. 
but this shoe is seriously packed with technology. It's spikeless, but beyond just being tested with guys like DJ and Xander, they did heat map studies. Heat map. That means they know where you are right now. They literally know. And watch, I'm telling you, you're going to get an ad for Adidas footwear in your feed. I'm telling you, and I just, it's not me. I don't know if it's them. It's probably Xander, not DJ. Xander's got an X in his name, so he's a little more sinister. Even though I would not, I would probably feel more likely that DJ would really, he could he could do some damage with the club um, to my face. So to see how players shift their weight, they used this heat mapping technology to, to see where they, they shift their weight, but also where you are physically at this current moment uh, throughout the swing. So anyway, with all that info, they created a new traction system called Twist Grip. Twist Grip. That's spelled the way it sounds. Anyway, so the players get the grip they need exactly where they need it, and this is an ad lib, and when they need it. That's I just added that. Uh, it's waterproof. Waterproof is key. Let's get let's get honest, folks. If you want a waterproof shoe, unless you live in the desert, you can wear sandals or moccasins. But for everybody else, you need the waterproof shoe. So hit up the code chaos. It's waterproof, lightweight, and obviously has the boost cushioning, which we all love. There's even a high top boa version, which I'm not sure I'm man enough to rock, but John Rahm is. But he's also He's very, very good at golf. We can all agree. These things are next level, so get yourself a pair. Head over to adidas.com slash code chaos. Spelled the way it sounds. Although the C-H in chaos is sounds more like a K. So it's C-O-D-E-C-H-A-O-S. And shop the styles and follow Adidas Golf on Instagram and Twitter for all the latest news from the Trois Stripes. That's three stripes, folks. All right, I'm going to catch me now. We got... Let... <laughs> Give me a second, all right? I'm about to do an ad read for Vice Golf. I don't even have a read, so this is a this is an ad lib. This is an ad libbed lib read. Anyway, Vice Golf, you all know I love the brand. Uh, they make a great golf ball, and there are things that I would tell you in person about the golf ball that I can't tell you in a public forum. But basically, the golf ball is amazing. Technically speaking, on tests, it performs as good or better than what we call, quote, the best golf ball on tour. Now the Vice Golf also has one cool thing, which is that it's cool. Obviously the scripting is really sweet. But beyond that as another cool thing. I'm going to keep pulling cool things out of this ball. The second cool thing is that you can't get it in a pro shop. So go online, go to vicegolf.com and get your slick balls. They've got all different types. They've got the tour, they've got the drive, they've got the pro, they've got the pro plus. They've got different colors and you can also personalize less than uh, you can personalize. I don't know what number you can personalize, but you can personalize them. Whereas other brands don't let you personalize them except for once a year. So check out vicegolf.com. Get yourself some smooth and cool balls for the course, that is. Anyway, y'all, see you in the showers until the next ad read. Precision Pro, folks. I'm going to do an ad-libbed Precision Pro read. Here's the thing about Precision Pro. They're made by some great guys in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's got great design. And coming out soon, you're going to get a very special colorway of the NX9 Pro with slope. Is that right? That's it. I got I got a thumbs up in the studio here that that's the exact rangefinder. Not only do you get free battery replacement for life, but you get slope and you get laser. I mean, it is a laser, laser sharp accuracy. And you get, I don't know, you just get to be part of something cool that I'm down with. So Precision Pro is great. Obviously, the family there in Cincinnati makes them good. We did an RGC there. If you haven't seen it, check out the video on the YouTube channel. We gave everybody a rangefinder. 
But stay tuned. Coming around April, we're going to be releasing a random golf club version of this rangefinder. It is the most beautiful rangefinder I've ever seen on planet Earth. And I, as you know, I haven't traveled any other planets yet. I've done a lot of countries and states and towns, continents, hemispheres. But I've never left the planet. And I was just talking to someone who said that that's on their bucket list. It's not on mine. I don't share that. But on this planet, the Random Golf Club Rangefinder will literally blow your mind, but it won't blow your wallet. The Rangefinder for everyone, people. Enjoy it. All right, one more ad read. I'll probably do another one after this. Jones Sports Go, folks. If you want the bag that I rock, it's the Jones Sports Bag. They got the Player Series. They got the original. What are the other? What's the other models they got? The stand bags? We're pulling it up in the studio, folks. But here's the thing. Jones, if you haven't seen the video on YouTube yet, please check it out. We went up there, visited with them. We designed a lot of cool stuff. We're going to be designing more stuff. We have two bags on the Random Golf Club site that have the Random Golf Club script on it. The Utility Trooper is the is the, is the the info I'm getting of the name of the other bag that I like. It's got the stand it's got the stand bag. I also I, I mostly rock the original, which is based on a design from the 70s. Uh, was his name Jones? His name was Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones and me. Now that guy got in a lot of trouble for some what's that? Taxi cabs. But the but the guy who sang the song, Mr. Jones, he's no he's gotten a lot of trouble. Don't want to talk about him. But Mr. Jones, not that the song is written about, was a taxi driver in New York. He made a golf bag out of the upholstery in his taxi. And that's where Jones has come from. So they're obviously the comfortable shoulder strap on the original series is what I love. Got a lot of cargo space and you've got three pockets to hold all your clubs. And you look basically like a badass. You're, 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 if you're, if you don't have a, if you don't have a significant other at, at the start of the round, you will have one at the end. Am I right? Watch out. It's, it's you know, that's the studio here says, get a Jones bag. I'm not going to say get laid, but basically that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, I didn't say it. You said it. You heard it. I didn't say it. Jones Sports Club, everybody. Love them. Taylor made, folks. I got to tell you, the first golf clubs that ever went in my little old hands were tailor-made burner oversize. They had some crusty old grips that I redid myself at risk of my own fingertips with the razor, and I and I got high because I don't know if you've ever re-gripped your clubs, but you you, you become an, an inhalant addict because you're putting like really noxious stuff. Don't, don't grip your own clubs unless you really want to. Anyway, mad respect. Give me a fist bump whenever I see you. I grip my own clubs. I put the grips on them myself. I saved. How much did you say? I mean, you could save money. You save money because I think you put them on. It's like twenty bucks each, and you and you buy the grips yourself. It's like eight bucks. By the way, regripping fourteen clubs. I mean, you, that's like a lot. Go buy TaylorMades instead. They come with grips. My favorite TaylorMade edition now, obviously the Sim Max I'm playing, is a monster club. One of the many things Tiger Woods have and I in common is playing the Sim. But also, I really, I kind of love the wedges. The raw-faced wedges, MG. I both love the high toe in matte black. I also have a matte black shaft. I know you didn't ask, but I went ahead and told you. Anyway, TaylorMade, my favorite thing about TaylorMade, beyond the incredibly performing equipment, is the people that make this company up. The, the, band, of, the band of brothers down here, the band of sisters, the family in Carlsbad, really, really gets behind what we do, and that means it's important for you to get behind what they do. So go support TaylorMade, everybody, and hit them straight or just don't, just just hit them with TaylorMades, though. Just get some, just stop messing around with all the others. Hit them straight with TaylorMade, but just hit TaylorMade at least. I mean, if you're not, I mean, just just go, I mean, what are you doing? Just pause the pod, go on TaylorMade, what's their website? 
I don't even. They don't even need a website. Just go find TaylorMade ASAP. There should be what? What I play? I play the okay. Studio is asking me to play. I pay the P seven sixties, four through pitch. Then I've got the milled grind raw face fifty, fifty four, and fifty eight. And then I rock. I'm in between the Gapper and the Sim Hybrid right now. I play the two Gapper. Uh, I've got a steel shafted six and a half Project X in that one, as with all the irons. And then on the driver, I have the uh, Sim Max with a nine degree. I'm still working on getting my numbers on that. I don't really know. I got the ten and a half and the nine. We're going to do a little experimentation. Maybe, honestly, you know what? Whatever one I don't use, how about it's yours? How about that? We're gonna. I don't know how we're going to manage this. Head over to the Instagram account. Get ready for the old giveaway of the driver that I can't hit. <laughs> anyway, TaylorMade's the family, folks. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening to the ads. Um, uh, yeah, the PGL. I mean, I think, uh, you know, going back to the entire thing we're talking about here, change is good. Um, I think it will be cool. I mean, I didn't watch the match with Tiger and Phil. I was out of the country, but I heard it wasn't that exciting. Um, you know, I mean, what, what we as golf fans want is we just want a close match and we want something entertaining and we want to know the players. And, you know, one of the jobs of the announcers is to help us get to know the players. You know, Dottie Pepper was on the pod. She'll be coming up soon. And she was talking about that, how her job is to help us get to know the players. So, you know, I mean, that's important. Um, you know, what are your top downloaded podcast episodes, which are your favorite? Oh, that's a good question. I don't actually look at the podcast stats. I don't know what I think Bob Mannering was probably the most, but that's just because, you know, he's crazy. Um, you know, but um I mean some of my favorites. Actually, you know what I'll do is on the website when we get that up, I'll put up my favorites. My you know, Craig T. Nelson, John C. McGinley, the thinkers, the actors, the peep the feelers, um, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Um, Roger Clemens is really good. Court Crenshaw was really good. You know, I mean, I, I know a lot of times, you know, whatever. I don't know which one. Any, um, yeah. So PGL, I don't know. All right, let's refresh one more time. Let's see what we got. Any new ones? And then we're going to bail. I had the pleasure to teach my nephews some golf recently. Do you enjoy teaching kids? I love teaching kids. Great, great question. Over the winter break, I was in Florida with my family. We did an RGC with all my nieces and nephews and cousins. You know, I was the only one over like 12 and all to all. I think it was like 13 of us went out and, you know, some of them had no idea how to swing. Others were competitive athletes. These two girls, the uh, the port sisters from Tucson, these kids, these girls are amazing. You know, they're twins. They both play great. They're shooting around par every day, under par, whatever. I don't know. And, um, you know, it was like it was a community. And one of the great things about Random Golf Club is, you know, the, the people that have been playing golf for a while kind of function a little bit as mentors to the people that are new to golf. Because the truth is, as a golfer, for if you've been playing golf for a while, five, six years, you know the ropes, you know the trade, you know, you know the lingo, you know how it works, you know how to book a tee time, you know the etiquette. You know what I mean? But if you're playing golf for a year or two, you're like, what's going on? What am I supposed to do? Where's the I don't understand. There's no golf book for dummies. Maybe there is. I don't know. I didn't read it. But. You know, there's no incentive as a golfer who's who's com com comfortable with the landscape to bring a new golfer. There's no reason for you to bring a new golfer to the course because all they're going to do is slow you down, ask you questions, and make you look stupid. And you're going to be embarrassed. 
So there's no place for them to get into the game. And, you know, they used to give lessons away for free back in the 70s, but they don't do that anymore. So, you know, I love teaching kids because it's because it's like the, 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 the older kids were better at it and the younger kids were worse at it. Um, you know what I mean? So it was interesting. Um, all right. That's it for the questions, folks. I, I really appreciate the time talking. Looking forward to hopefully meeting you at an RGC event soon. And, um, man, that's it, y'all. See y'all in the showers. <laughs> <laughs>